This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these goats. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, wait. Ooh, that's loud. Or maybe I had my headphones blasting. Oh, hi there. Al Dukes here. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Jerry's out today. He'll be back tomorrow. I've got the Eddie Scazzari with me for the post game. Good morning, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. Hello, podcast people. Well, yesterday, uh, I told you I wanted to discuss an episode of Ancient Aliens that mm-hmm. I watched. Now, I should say that uh, the History Channel puts a bunch of episodes uh, quite often on YouTube mm. for free, on like the free YouTube, full episodes of Ancient Aliens, which is really nice. With But you would then have the YouTube ads if you don't have a subscription, yeah. correct? I pay for the uh, ad-free YouTube because I, I can't take the pre-roll mm-hmm. commercials that yeah. are constantly running. So, yeah, and then I watch it on my TV. It's And it's uh, like real episodes of Ancient Aliens, which has been on for a very long time. Like 12 years, maybe? Uh, I would say at least that. I know they have like 19, 20 seasons. Wow. But they may be doing multiple seasons within a year. Uh, but it's crazy. And the, the I guess the basic premise for the series of Ancient Aliens is that uh, aliens have been visiting us and partaking in Earth-type things for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. Are you a fan of the program? Uh, I think I may have watched one episode or two a long time ago. I have not delved back into it. Yeah. Because I am suspect of the scientific integrity of it. Um, I think it's just more of a show, a little bit of, you know, sensationalism and not really scientific. Yeah, I would say that uh, the later, the more episodes you get in, the mm-hmm. worse it gets. Because I think, uh, like with anything, in the beginning you go, hey, we're going to do this show on how aliens have been visiting civilization for all these years. So you take your best stories and you yes. do them in season one. Then you go, oh, we got renewed for a season two. Let's do this, this, and this. So when you get up to like season 18 and 19... Uh, you're going to get to things that uh, I saw and wanted to talk to you about. And this one was about Da Vinci, Mm -hmm. the Renaissance painter Mm -hmm. who uh, spent a lot of his time in Italy and uh, was doing Renaissance paintings. And then he also uh, had all these notebooks full of inventions Mm -hmm. that seemed 
to go long before these inventions actually took place. Specifically, I know the helicopter and other flight machines and mm -hmm. war machines and tanks and all yeah. those things. He seemed to like have all this stuff laid out um, well in advance of them being invented down many years down the road. And in preparation for this, I yeah. did look at his Wikipedia page. Uh, and he was, and I knew this term, I just had forgotten it. He was a, a polymath. What does that mean? He was a genius in many different disciplines, art, mathematics, astronomy, geology, and everything. He really was a sort of a, a full-spectrum genius. Yeah. Like, a lot of people know him from paintings. Other people know him from his inventions. But these sketchbooks and journals, which he has, they're very detailed sketches of, mm -hmm. like, a helicopter, um, an airplane, as you mentioned, uh, tanks, this sort of thing. But in the notebooks, he wrote everything in what they mirror writing he wrote backwards hmm. and he did that because people used to be always looking over his shoulder and he didn't want people to be able to read it ah. so if you were to when if you hold his notebooks up to a mirror you can read how we would read but he would do it and to be able to again that's another genius skill where you yeah. can just do that so easily so easily just writing and that so the premise of this ancient aliens was that uh, Da Vinci's life has been pretty much, we know a lot about him. Mm -hmm. In these years, he was painting. In these years, he was doing this. In these years, this. These years, this. Da, da, da. There are two years that are missing from where was Da Vinci and what was he doing. The Ancient Alien Show suggests that perhaps the aliens took him away for two years to give him all of this knowledge that then produced these books, his writings. Okay, so these these two years come after he had painted, but before he did all the other scientific I believe things? so, yes. Okay. And that their suggestion is perhaps the aliens knew of his smartness or his smartness was put there by the aliens and they gave him these ideas. One of the things they talk about in particular is when he returns from this two years, we don't know where he is, he starts making, we always had maps, but he was drawing aerial views of neighborhoods and buildings, which he would have only have known what that looked like, they're saying from above where the aliens may have taken him. Unless there was maybe a high hill that I see. I, yeah, that's a good point. Overlooked, because <laughs> I know in Italy there are mountains and yes. hills and things that you could go up and look down upon. Yeah, maybe, maybe that would be a more pedestrian explanation. Mm -hmm. But maybe there are some cities and towns that are totally flat. But if it was in Europe, most of the time, a lot of hills. Yeah, they also showed, and this has come up in various other ancient alien episodes that in the Renaissance period in particular, there are a lot of religious paintings mm -hmm. that have what appear to be UFOs in them. Mm. There's one of like the birth of Jesus, mm -hmm. which has a, a <laughs> clear disc-shaped UFO shining three beams of light onto Jesus. 
Yes, I've. Have act- you seen that one? I, I, yes, I've actually. You know, uh, my my dives into Wikipedia are often um, seasonal, if you will, like around. Halloween, I'll research about Halloween. Around Thanksgiving, I'll research around Thanksgiving. And Christmas, the same thing. And I was uh, became curious about the star of Bethlehem, you know, or the Christmas star, as they call it. And there are um, a few of the depictions, religious paintings, of uh, obviously, of the nativity in which they, they depict the star as a disc uh, with the things coming down, so that, but they don't. They never said the word. They just called it. I forget what word it was called, but it wasn't any implication of aliens. It was just that there was this sign in the heavens, uh, letting us know that the Messiah had been born. Um, and in many religious paintings, uh, because people used to attribute. Uh, like when they would see a comet, they would, that was usually almost always a bad omen for something negative going to happen. But they would depict things, celestial objects, stars, or a planetary conjunction uh, to sort of signify something of, of religious importance. So that's that, that's been out there. And this exact thing that you said with the the disc and the three beams coming down. That I've read that exact thing on the Wikipedia Star of Bethlehem page. Yeah, the painting is uh, the Baptism of Christ from 1710. There are four lasers from a what looks like a disc-shaped UFO pointing down onto the Baptism of mm-hmm. Christ, and it was done by a Dutch artist in 1710. Then there's a... What other one did they have here that they showed on... Oh, there's one called uh, The Madonna with mm-hmm. St. Giovann- Giovannino uh, from the late 1400s, which has uh, the Madonna with the saint, and in the background in the sky appears to be another UFO, mm-hmm. with uh, which was clearly put there on purpose, and it has uh, what looks like lights coming off of it. Mm-hmm. So that's one from back then, and I'm trying to find the other ones that... There are a bunch of them from that era. The Crucifixion of Christ, or Crucifixion of Christ, 1350. There appear to be UFOs in that one as well. But so, but these paintings were painted well after. They weren't like sort of, you know, a, a painting done around the time of of the birth of Christ or the Crucifixion. Right. These were done a millennia later. Most of them. Yes. But it's interesting that um, we have these. Like, what could those have been symbols of? Well, like I said, they were, you know, symbols of, of celestial objects, a, a particular, like a supernova, in a, you know, that was close enough to be visible uh, with the naked eye. It, it could be a comet or it could be a conjunction of, of, you know, Venus and Jupiter or whatever, something that was very bright in the sky. And in that, I wish I could remember the exact way they, they phrased that particular one you're talking about, where it was sort of not a bright, but sort of a like a dark object with then things coming down from it. I forget what the hell it was called, though, what they called it, like an obelisk in the sky or something. But it was just meant to signify that, hey, 
the heavens are letting us know, meaning God, not aliens, mm-hmm. in these religious paintings. They're, this is all about, um, you know, God and the angels letting us know that something's going on. I don't think the artists were going for aliens as an explanation. There's another one that was in this episode called The Miracle of the Snow from the 1400s, where it looks like a militia of UFOs are coming in to the to the town. Mm. It's got to be a four, eight, 12, you know, 19, 20 different mm-hmm. UFOs there. And then there's other ones where it looks like it's a very small UFO in the sky with a person in it. Mm. Which also, and and that's around inside the inside the what looks like a UFO that's surrounded by a light that's mm-hmm. also could be a shooting star type thing, right? Or you know, and then some of the depictions are, you know, angels are around these objects. Yeah. So maybe, perhaps the artist was going for, hey, this is an angel in the star, whatever. But then there are the others who will then say that. A lot of like the UFO people, the people who like mm-hmm. UFOs, will say that um, in the Bible when they're talking about angels, they're really seeing UFOs. Yes, yep. That they they would think of them as angels, the, but they were coming from right, somewhere else. Uh, right. Our our conception at the time didn't go to aliens; it went yeah. to angels. If we see something weird, and that's another thing uh, in the Bible and in a, a lot of sort of thoughts at the time was that you know the Nephilim imparted when nephilim are usually bad they're the offspring of angels and human women uh and they produce the nephilim who have these powers and are but are usually nefarious um and they would help you know introduce technologies to man um and again not always good and there's another i think it's in genesis where angels did come down and, and show man how to do a bunch of different things and then again, some of them got enamored with the f- human women, and then again, no good. But you know, the Watchers—that's it. That's in Genesis. These group of angels that uh, came down, and I, I think the ultimately, like the Watchers, were there to then watch the angels who had created the Nephilim. It's this all this weird. But always the stuff. women getting people in trouble. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, Eve. Right. You know, screwed everything up. Right. This so, is the thing. Allegedly. Allegedly, of course, yeah. So, I don't know, I'm just um I'm, I'm I'm interested in anything that shows what looks like it could be aliens in the sky. And that yeah. goes to things from like cave paintings. Sure. These paintings from different eras, um drawings, the uh, da Vinci stuff was is just very interesting, and they also this episode had all these different symbols within the Da Vinci paintings. That since he used the mirror technique uh, for his writing, that they thought if you took his paintings like the Mona Lisa, and then you did a mirror image of the Mona Lisa and melded them together mm-hmm. to about the midway point. There were various things that looked like alien heads. <laughs> and they were also contributing that to like he knew what he was doing with that. Yeah. Yeah. He again he he may have because he was again a a, a genius among geniuses. Isn't it crazy? Like we have, like you can go see the Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. 
That yeah. seems nuts to well, me. Well, the pyramids too. I right. Mean, that we the, can go see them. Yeah. And they, they're, you know, millennia old. Yeah. It is incredible. Let me see how old. How old is the Mona Lisa? Oh, it's got to be from the 16th century. So you're 1503 talking... to 1519. Painted. That's when it was painted between. Mm-hmm. It is crazy that we have some of the stuff like that has, has survived. Yeah. That long, especially yeah. in these like um, these countries like Italy and the countries that have run around forever. Yes. Unlike uh, the United States. We right. don't really have a lot of, we have old stuff, but not like right. what's going on there. And you just go see the Mona Lisa. Yeah. And how about if, if there's some calamity, which, you know, almost wipes out mankind and we have to kind of start over. But again, I mean, within a few thousand years, we would still, we would bounce back you would think uh and then somebody comes across mount rushmore what because that's that's granite so that'll survive for millennia right at least it some it'll get softened but you know it's obviously going to be four heads of men Mm -hmm. and then what are they going to think like oh my god what is going on and they'll have to find out who these guys were yeah well that'll be Probably impossible, but yeah. maybe not unless some records are kept that, you know, the future generations after post-Holocaust can, you know, find find and, and discover what was going on. But yeah, that'll be, that Mount Rushmore will be, you know, and things of that nature will be, will last a long time after any potential calamity that may come to us. So in the U.S., that would be, you think, the, the biggest thing that would... Yeah. most likely survive yeah. the earth renewing itself. Yes. Well, then again, if you get a volcanic super explosion in Yellowstone and, you know, God knows, you know, what could happen or you get some sort of major uh, uh, glaciation that comes again after uh, a nuclear holocaust and then you get nuclear winter and then the glaciers will advance again pretty quickly and they could scour uh, Mount Rushmore and, and make it, you know, un- unrecognizable, uh, perhaps, you know. What's the oldest thing you've ever visited? Oof. Uh, um, or what are some of them that you, have you been to foreign countries where you've seen super old things? Well, I, well, I mean, not super, super old. I'm trying, I didn't go to Stonehenge. I was only in England uh, on the coast, on the, eastern coach a uh, coast as we were going on one of these uh you know north sea cruises and we went to st petersburg and um, and estonia and uh stockholm and helsinki and oslo and copenhagen on this cruise so there was nothing really ancient ancient there but if i would have gone to stonehenge i mean that's quite old yeah uh that would that's something i kind of want to do if i were to go to england yeah where sure. what else what other old things would you want well, to see I, mm. uh if uh, the pyramids i yeah. think or one of uh, some of the pyramids in um which are not as old in um central and south america uh but certainly i've been in the uh desert southwest in the lake powell region and i saw there um an Indian sort of staircase, if you will. There were basically hand and footholds 
that they carved in the rock face for them to get up to the river, up to the top of the plateau. And those are at least, I would say, 1,200 years old. Maybe maybe not quite, but still, those. that's probably the oldest thing I've seen uh, man-made. Um, yeah, because when we went to the Galapagos Islands, those were, you know, those were not populated. Yeah. So there was nothing there. I know when people say, like, go see the pyramids, we always think Egypt. Mm-hmm. But there are pyramids all over the world. Like, yes. the world is covered in pyramids. But, but the oldest ones are The Egypt there. ones? Mm-hmm. That's what I think I would like, most like to see. The pyramids and then... Um, uh, I always say Pikachu, but that's a Pikachu is a, a thing from the video game or the yes, uh, yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, it's like a Pokemon thing. But there's this, there's a thing, a super old place. That yes, I, yes, I know Pikachu or something. Pikachu, Pikachu, old. I'm gonna type in old Pyramid. places. Pikachu. Let's see what comes up. And when you said old, what's the oldest thing made by man? You, you uh, well, I was in Italy and saw the Roman Colosseum, yes. which was really wild. And then whatever else is out there mm-hmm. over by that, but that felt like, like, yeah, it's even weird. Like to me, like Gina's house in Spring Lake is a hundred one years old. Yeah, that's my, weird to me. Like, yeah, that someone was the, in there. The house I grew up in on Staten Island was built. It's probably 1917 or 1918 I think. So That's insane. Yeah. And you can tell in in the basement. I don't know if Gina's does Gina have a basement? She does, yeah. Um and you you could tell right away. You know fieldstone? What fieldstone is? It's no. just gigantic huge. Oh yeah, that's what she has. Yeah. That's <laughs> what my parents old base they have a new portion, but their old basement this gigantic fieldstones with mortar around it. Yeah. I mean they're just huge rocks. Which are kind of flat, or they chipped away, <laughs> but not really. I mean, yeah. they have you know contours to them. Yeah, which is amazing. Yes, but that's what's holding your house up. Yeah, but yeah, but that's solid. I mean, these are gigantic. When they excavated, and they just found these big boulders, and they said, "Yeah, let's use them." Yeah, and uh, as a foundation, these would be great to hold up a house for a hundred years. And they do. And just even like to to be at the um, Roman Colosseum and to know like. People were fighting lions in that. Well, getting they were getting eaten, eaten by, by lions. Yes, but people, the gladiators were were yeah. fighting each other and it's all just, that stuff. That it's still standing is yes, and that we strange. still have not to the death yet, but we still have con, you know those contests where people are just kicking the crap out of each yeah. other, boxing matches, or yes, UFC. UFC, and all that. That that still entertains people. Is Easter Island the place where they had those heads? Yes. And then they realized that they're full bodies underneath? Uh, that, I don't know that. I don't know about the full body. But I know the, the big heads on Easter Island and some of the other islands around there. And there's been, you know, mysteries around that. Yeah. So uh, the Easter Island, they were heads, but I believe they're full bodies. It could be. And they didn't discover it until they start digging near those mm-hmm. things. Right. And that's maybe not as impressive as a pyramid, but still, those are big rocks. Yeah, not as impressive as a pyramid, but... But they're carving them and hauling them and doing all stuff with them. And Stonehenge, too. I'm still trying to think of the name of that place. Pichacu. Machu Picchu. Yeah. That's it. Machu. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's in, like, Central America, right? Yes. Let me see. 
Machu Picchu, Eastern Cordillera of Southern Peru, mm -hmm. the lost city of the Incas. Mm, it yeah. is uh, the most familiar icon of the Inca Empire. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I want to go to that. They were a powerhouse. There were three civilizations: the Mayas, the Mayan, the Aztec, and the Incas. Yeah, I want to go to this. I want to go did, to like human sacrifices. Oh. You know, well, maybe I'm a Machu Picchu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to go to the Machu Picchu. And I think he used to be able to climb up. I don't. I think they may have stopped that because it got a little too nutty. Yeah, too many people yeah. ruining the Machu Picchu. Yeah, they have that like with the pyramids. I thought there were some that you were able to climb up. Uh, I don't know about climb up. I know that you can go into the tombs, or I don't know if you need a special like a special tour to do that. I thought you could go into at least part of the, you know, underneath the pyramids in, in uh, Egypt. Yeah, I had a, a very strange public speaking teacher at Kane University. Mm -hmm. He was uh, from the, uh, the theater department, mm -hmm. so he was a little... Theatrical. Theatrical. And he claimed that when he went to the pyramids, that people were... It was one of the pyramids you were allowed to try to, to climb the one with the steps, but the, you know, the, the, the spacing was different back then than it is mm -hmm. now. And that people were going up and were going up and down by like sitting and he was able to run up and down and he felt like he had been there before. Ah, that's probably not true. Yeah. Like a past life. Situation. Yeah. Past life situation. Yeah. Hmm. Will I ever get to Machu Picchu? You might. I mean, in retirement. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's something that you could do. I mean, it's certainly within your means to do that once you retire, because you would want it. You know, it takes a while to get there, and you want to. But I also worry, like, what are the hotels like there? I, I have no idea. Like, I, I would like a luxurious what, space. What country is that in? Peru. Uh, yeah, I think you'd be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Even if I had to get a ride to Machu Picchu and I stayed outside mm -hmm. in the. And then you could visit like uh the Patagonia down there. It's very beautiful, natural situation yeah yeah i want to start seeing some of this stuff but and i probably have to leave you my know, house and if you're going that far hell, hell just go to antarctica while you're at it what is good down there just a big thing of ice well yes but it's just kind of cool to say you've been there yeah this is what i was hoping that um virtual reality would do where you'd put the goggles on mm -hmm. like that i could be at machu picchu yeah you might get that that might happen someday but it's still not the same yeah not the same like i want to touch the yeah. stones well i mean that other humans Virtual have touched. reality might get so good that it'll it'll be almost the same as being there, but you would know you're not really there. Right. It wouldn't be the same. I'm trying to see when this uh, when this started. The Incas built the estate around 1450. Hmm. Is that possible? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Machu Picchu. There's a really great series on Netflix called Ancient Apocalypse, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Uh, he goes to all, Graham Hancock is the guy's name. He goes to all, he starts with, it was definitely Machu Picchu is one of the things, but he goes to these places and his whole theory is that there was this uh, technologically advanced civilization. We got wiped out, started over, and these are some of the things left over from it. Although that said it was built, you know, 1450, so not, but you're talking about before recorded history began, yeah. this guy, Graham Hancock. Graham Hancock, is yeah. Is saying that the, there were very advanced civilizations, which we've talked about. Yeah. Which, um, I'm like, you know, 
well, show me the evidence. You need evidence. And also, if he's talking past the past the origin of our species in time, who knows? But, yeah. You know, it's 300,000 years. Is it remotely possible? Maybe. I, I But I, I would tend to doubt it. Yeah. I will always, if, I'm, uh, if I see something like this on YouTube, I'm in. I'm watching. Yeah. No, it is. It, they're, listen, I love reading science fiction. And to me, things like that are, are science fiction. They're, they're wonderful, interesting stories. Wouldn't it be so cool if they were true? Yeah, how are we going to find out? Yeah. Will we ever find out the truth? Um, the ultimate truth? Yeah, the ultimate truth, or we know everything. Uh, um, I think the only way of that happening is if something else I don't believe in, God in the afterlife. If that is true, after all these years, whatever form of the afterlife, whatever form of God you want to ascribe to it, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think then, once you die and your soul goes on to that other reality, I think things would be revealed to you then. Okay. Or it'll turn out when you get there that you always knew these things and you were just spending a little time as a dummy on earth. And then when you get there, it'll be like, ah, oh, right, right. Hmm. That's why I, I went down to experience this life thing and then yeah. went back to this greater, you know, existence. It'd be cool to go to Machu Picchu with my iPad, just like having the two different worlds. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, this Machu Picchu has got to be way older than I was suggesting before because... Maybe I, I, I would... Not much longer than... No. No, I, I don't think so, because you know the pop. Let me see. The America's got populated down there. You know, it could have been. I don't know. Maybe maximum yeah, 20,000 years ago. Yeah, twenty thousand, and then you know, just struggling to survive and just eating and procreating and then making civilizations takes some time. It does take a little bit of time. All right. Uh, let's do the warm-up show. I did that sure. with CeeLo. Uh, Jerry will be back tomorrow. We got a football Friday on our hands. Yes, so Jerry only uh, only did the one podcast this week. Yes. There's no postgame tomorrow. Right. He only did the Tuesday. So, you know, what is Rutgers season? Mm-hmm. Basketball. Good point. Mm-hmm. All right. Two. Two. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. And Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, hi there. Al Duke's here. Jerry is still with Rutgers. I've got CeeLo here this morning. Good morning, CeeLo. What up, Al? Got Eddie Scazzeri in the other room there. I uh, got to work without incident today, CeeLo. A little smoother. Good. I, I had all my weaponry w- ready. I had my pepper spray. I had my new police baton that I was given by a uh, former police officer yesterday. Mm-hmm. Did, I thought you guys determined, wasn't it like for a dog or something, an animal, or did I imagine that? You imagined that. I thought you guys said something about a dog. Nope. All right, then. No dogs were mentioned. This is a police baton to be used on okay. criminals. Good, because you uh, had quite the tweet about your relation- current relationship with your dog yesterday. Yeah. I need a break from my dog. Yeah. You know, this happens in relationships where you just go, I just need, we're on a break. We just need, mm-hmm. I just need a break. Just give me a few days. Da, da, da. Maybe it's time for my dog to see other owners. I was going to say, is I this don't know. the type of break where you see other people or you just kind of take a little hiatus and you I go just, to your separate quarters? I and... just need a break okay. from the dog. It's yeah. like what Kramer said about marriage. I go home. She's there. I get up. She's <laughs> there. I uh, walk. I, 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 <laughs> she's there. I, I, I can't take a nap. She's yeah. whining. She whines, whines. All she wants to do is go up the block to see the neighbor. Right. That's it. And at dinner, it's time to talk about your day. Right. You I good can't day today do it today? anymore. <laughs> it doesn't work that way, Al. You don't get to just Why? give them back. I could just, I could walk away from my wife and kids and people would be like, he needed a fresh start. It wasn't working out. Because humans can't walk can away take, from a dog. Humans can take care of themselves. A dog, go to another beautiful family. Well, then you got to find a sad family easy. for the dog. What, I thought you tried that once before. No, I didn't. Never huh. tried it. All right. I well, mean, maybe I, you're getting to that point. I love my dog. Mm-hmm. I hate having a dog. You know, you what love I'm your dog. You hate having to take care of the dog, and the first you you hate the responsibility that comes with owning and caring for the dog. Correct? Uh, yeah, I think I just don't. Yeah, yeah. Right. I just don't like a commitment. Other than going to work, I don't want like, any <laughs> other commitments. Yeah, I mean, you've That's got enough. so much going on in your day that taking care of the dog is just, it's a little too much. It's a little too much for me. Now, do you take a nap when you get home normally? I used to. You used to, and the dog's I... not allowing that. So that's really what, okay, so that's, we've gotten to the root cause of the issue here in the relationship. The dog is interrupting well, your nap. Walk the dog. It's the same streets of Bradley Beach. It's the same roots. It's the same, same. Everything in life is the same. Yep. It's enough. But you are a routine guy. You would think. No, yes. but you are. I am. But in I many just, ways. My routine. But not that is my part dog's of your routine. routine a wife's Walking routine. the dog on the same streets in the same neighborhoods. It's, it's too much. All I right. can't. I cannot imagine another, like, Seven years. I legitimately cannot imagine doing this for another seven years without a break. I can't oh, imagine. The only thing I have to look forward to is we're going to Vegas. Who's taking care of you putting the dog in? I have to put the dog in the dog. Are you doing one of those fancy dog, dog hotel? Okay. All right. 
believe me, it's mm-hmm. better than the uh, place she's living right now, oh, my I'm, house. I believe it. I've heard of these things, yes. By the way, you want to know how nice mothers are sometimes? You know, you, oh, yeah. yeah but, uh, like mothers are, are a gem. Most of the, mo- in most cases, in most yes, cases, they sometimes are. Sometimes you get a bad mother. Sure. My mother, who is uh, 80, uh, uh, 81, going to be 82. Oh, I think she's going to be 81. She's going to be 81. Okay. Going to be 81 in just a few days. Mm. Oh, fellow January birthday. Love yes. It. She called me yesterday, and I, as soon as I saw the phone ringing, I was like, uh-oh, she heard about my attack on the streets of New York City. Sure. She said, um, I'm going to drive down there today. Meanwhile, it's an hour and 10 minutes from where she lives to get to my house. They live in North Jersey still. South Jersey. South, oh, South. You said down. So I'm a down. stickler. Okay. So she goes, um, we're going to swap cars so that the guy can't find your car on the street. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. You're how the, old now, Al? 54. And she's still worried <laughs> said, about is, you, caring for you. Wow. That is not necessary. I said, I am not in fear of my car being yeah. smashed up. And right. if it gets smashed up, it gets smashed up. I'm not changing my life for this lunatic on the street. See, that is the unconditional love right. and care that you're supposed to have for your dog. I do have it for my dog. I don't <laughs> want it anymore. <laughs> it, I have it doesn't it. work that way. I have it. I kiss my have dog. Have love, take love, care for it. I Sorry. hug my dog. Mm-hmm. I do all the right things. You, do. you post and pictures I mean of it. her on social media yeah. when she's basking in the sunlight, yeah. sleeping on her bed there. Yeah. I just don't want one anymore. Yeah, well. And I can't give it back. I also was thinking about, you know that uh, Tesla truck that's coming out? Or no, maybe it's I out already? I was not familiar with the truck. The yeah, Tesla there's like truck. A, okay. a Tesla. It looks like a tank. Huh. And it's bulletproof and everything. I need, I'm going to get one of those for when those. I yeah. come into New York City to work. That's what everyone needs driving around the city. Yeah. Bulletproof Bullet- automobile. Yeah, but like the glass. Cyber truck. Cyber truck. Wow. You can't You can't smash the glass. You can't penetrate it with a bullet. Joe Rogan hit it with a high-powered bow and arrow. Nothing. A high-powered bow and yes. arrow? Yes. Wait, wait a second. 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 Are we talking the bow and arrow for the glass or just the car, period? I Bo- wouldn't see. I wouldn't expect a bow and arrow to be able to pierce any type of automobile oh. or window. Oh, absolutely! What kind of bow and arrows are people shooting? That you're- the very high-powered ones. Well, now. I know. What is a high-powered bow and arrow? It's, it's the, like what I mean. I don't know how to explain it other than it would go through. Like if I lined up you, Boomer, and Geo, it would go right through all of these. No, but see that I can understand because human flesh is soft. Yeah, a car is hard. Uh, yeah, but they have these steel tip. Bow and arrows, they'll they'll that goes through go, glass. Absolutely, well, I mean, I guess, shatter glass, I mean, bullet, sure. But I would, I wouldn't think a bow baseball and arrow goes through glass. Yeah, but that's that's more so the force than it is. Well, the, that's what yeah, this is the okay, force of true. the bow and arrow. Sure, I guess I want to think of a bow. When I think of an arrow, I think of a you know thin light object, whereas a bat is a heavier, yeah, no, no. sturdier object. Yeah, but so yeah, I'm gonna force get one of those. is force. Okay. I don't know what they cost, but uh, price is no object for my the safety. Tesla Cybertruck. Yep, Tesla Cybertruck. Let's see here. Starts at uh, sixty one thousand. Okay, I'll get base model. Um, let's that, do that a is, ten year yeah, lease. Base on model it. starts at sixty one thousand. Uh, won't be available until twenty twenty five. So you've oh, got to get through man. this year somehow without uh, anyone <laughs> destroying your vehicle. Great. Yeah. Uh, this uh, Pat McAvee's embarrassing himself, <laughs> CeeLo. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for him. Oh, Pat McAfee, essentially. Apologized for being part of the, yeah, the rift between Jimmy Kimmel mm-hmm. and Aaron Rodgers. You know why what this a is. Wuss. You know, you know why. Why? 
Come on now. We talked about it yesterday. No, but, connect the dots. No, there's no connecting there the dots. Is. I get that they both all work for one That's company. That's the dots to connect. But here's the thing. When you, as a, here's the problem with media companies buying everything. You bought the Pat McAfee show. Mm-hmm. Oh, nothing's going to change. He's even going to say the S word. Woo, it's so shocking. They've allowed him to do those shocking. things. Shocking. Yes. This is so shocking. Mm-hmm. But then when he, you got the Pat McAfee show because he's outspoken and not like all the other generic, boring shows on your network. Uh-huh. So he does his show and now he's apologizing for it. No, sorry. You bought that show. He's Sorry a, you have to buy everything up in order to make a profit He's these apologizing days. for what someone wuss. said on his show. Well, wasn't why? his take or opinion, so he feels That's responsible terrible. for it. No. That's a wuss move. Sorry. Anyway. I'll tell you what. Let's uh, let's do this. We'll get Pat down here, and we'll sit you down in front of him. Okay. We'll have a little face-to-face. He ain't going to do nothing. He works for, he works for Disney. <laughs> he ain't going to beat me up, CeeLo. You he's would, not going to debate me If either. I walked Pat McAfee in here in the next 10 seconds, you'd stand up and tell him he's a wuss to I his face? That was a wuss move, yeah, because yeah. he's not going to punch with me in the, the face. The, he, he's worth millions of dollars. With the undershirt off and yeah. on and showing yes. off the guns. Yeah. Correct. All right. He's not going to punch not, me. not buying it. He's not going to punch me. So? He's not a guy on a bike on the streets of New York. He's not going to punch me, so. He might. And he's like, um, uh, he says, can't wait to hear what Aaron has to say about it. Aaron ain't going to say squat because he's not afraid to debate people. He'll say something. He may not apologize, but he'll say something. He's not, I don't think they're going to – he's not going to come on next week and they're going to just act as if nothing happened. I hope he doubles down because if Aaron well, Rodgers backs then McAfee down – from... Then McAfee can apologize again. <laughs> right. If Aaron Rodgers backs down to Jimmy Kimmel, get lost. No one watches these late-night shows anymore. I mean, somebody must watch they it don't. or it wouldn't be on television, right? I, I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't there know anymore. There has to be some reason for them to be putting it on TV. Why is it on TV? Why they am I have, watching it? Because it's on TV. I, I don't know why they do. Yeah. It's a good question. I mean, they get these guys get paid a fortune. I know. And so you know somebody's what they get? watching. Two million, if they're lucky. Two million. Two million yeah. viewers. There's 15 million people in the tri-state area. Yeah. No one's watching these and shows. And not only do they have, like, so, okay, I, I, I get your point, but it's not like there's just one of them. Multiple channels have them, and they have multiple shows. And they not all, just one. Mike, most channels yeah. have two of them, correct? Yeah. And they the all, late show and the late late show. And they we need two of the same thing. And they all lose in the ratings to reruns on the other channels. Reruns of uh, shows for like uh, uh, something about Raymond. You missed your calling, man. You should be like a TV executive. Oh, I should. You, I mean, it's not too late to be a. T- yes, it is too late. The Why? whole TV industry is broken. Well, you can fix it. You've got all these ideas on how to turn a profit and wasting money, shows that don't get ratings, grandmas yeah. that are paying for, you know, Correct. regional sports network. So you got to go in there and just clean it all up. Well, that's finally coming to fruition. Yeah. Grandmas are no, when the grandmas. Like the Epstein list is coming out yeah. this week, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. <laughs> how many times you keep seeing stories about the regional sports networks that carry well, baseball Bally, failing? Bally sports is a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they carried multiple teams. Yes. And they're, they're, and disaster. they're failing. Well, they are, but not every mm. regional sports network. Right. Is. Little, mm. it's the, it'll mm. start. It starts with the Everything smaller market. Everything has a starting point and an ending point. Everything now. does, right. Mm-hmm. And the end of the Pat McAfee show started yesterday when he apologized. <laughs> the beginning of the, the end. The beginning of the end. The downfall well, actually, the from begin- here on out. The beginning of the end was signing with ESPN. You were doing fine on your own. 
So you sign with ESPN? I a gazillion dollars, yeah. Okay, but but again, you isn't you, a portion of that show still just on YouTube, or am I imagining that? Uh, yeah, it I think is. You're yeah. Correct, yeah, okay. I mean, the whole, like, the whole show is there, but like ESPN doesn't show from start to finish. Is well, I guess what I'm saying, right? Now let's Whatever. put them on College Game Day. Yeah. Okay, just put them everywhere. Put them on Jimmy Kimmel's show. Put them on College Game Day. You know what? Wouldn't shock me if they put them on Jimmy Kimmel at some point. All right. Sorry. Maybe he can bow down. Sorry, Jimmy. Oh, they'll have a few laughs about it. Sorry, Jimmy. Sorry, Jimmy. Did you want to play What's in My Pants, Jimmy? Because I know you did that for many years, and that's how you got famous. Did you want to play that, Jimmy? Did you want to play that game? Shall I get on my knees and beg you for forgiveness? Please, please. Please, 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 please. Anything else you ticked off about this morning? Does the Sal and BT show every day start in mid-conversation? Because I, yeah, well, I, less mid mid-thought. I would okay. say. Okay, because I, I yesterday was for whatever reason the first time I heard the start of their show. Well, you're usually busy yeah, as their shows beginning. Yeah, but there Transition. was a there was a problem in that studio mm-hmm. where uh, it wasn't disconnecting. Okay. To switch studios, so both studios were hot. Oh, live. Yeah. And I. Thought I caught the middle of the show, but that's how they start, you said. Yes. When their show open music finishes, there's no, hey, happy Wednesday. It's, you know, BT and Sal. It's just one of them, and they usually alternate, or whoever has a strong take or a strong feeling about something will just dive right in. Oh, okay. So yesterday it was Sal saying something along the lines of, yeah, I woke up this morning feeling baseball in my heart. You know, we talked about, hey, they're going to address the Rodgers thing right out of the gate. But no, it was Sal talking baseball. But yeah, he dives right in. Not, hey, here's what's on the show today. Here's what we got coming up. Here's the phone number. Like, it's just right away. Bang. Dive into that first thought, that first point that's going to set the tone for the first segment of their show. But it is the start of a sentence. They're not mid-sentence. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Okay. Every time when we first open our mouths to speak into a microphone, it's the yeah, start but of a sentence. They could start differently. It could be like, in this baseball. You know what I mean? They can start mid-sentence yeah. to really feel like you. I mean, I guess if they were playing back a recording. So that has to be done on purpose. Like they're, Yeah, I believe that's the strategy. There was mm-hmm. a strategy that said. That is the strategy. Not just yesterday. That is, that their, is the strategy. That is their, what, what, they, about what Evan, they feel is a unique approach. Okay. Yeah. If you happen to be listening at that one second of the day. At the very start of the that's show. That's what I always think is interesting about radio shows. Mm-hmm. And like. Me expecting them to come on and go, oh, it's Wednesday. Like, people go, oh, our show open, our show. What percentage of the audience hears your show open? It's People are dipping in and out, you know what I mean? Yes, for the most part. I assume that's more so for the people that are finishing listening to our program here. Oh, I Boomer see. and Geo. And, you know, we quick 10 o'clock update and let's dive right into that next show. And you want to hold that audience, right? Mm-hmm. You guys at the lead-in mm-hmm. for them. They want to take the baton and run with it. Yeah. They don't want to dilly-dally. Right. Dive right in. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And probably, in most cases, try to give you something different than Boomer and Geo talked about for most of the morning or in their last segment or whatever the case may be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, uh-huh. CeeLo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let, let, uh, let's take a break here. Let's talk about the NFL when we get back, CeeLo. The, the NFL. old exciting Week 18. Yeah, Week 18. 16 games and just a couple of them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. dive into that. And then uh, Boomer and Geo will be uh, here at 6 o'clock. Before- First, let me tell you about this, Silo. If you mess with the bull, you'll get the horns. You know what I'm saying? If you haven't heard this message across the New York Airways this year, you are hibernating like a big fat bear. 
That's why I'm thrilled to introduce top-rated New York personal injury attorney, Michael the Bull Lamanzoff, to our listeners. He's the sponsor of the warm-up show. Sports Talk listeners bleed New York, and that's why when you or a loved one faces a crisis and need a trusted personal injury attorney to relentlessly fight for you, don't turn to an out-of-town clown. You want a true New Yorker who grew up grinding in the city each day. Just like I did. I've been grinding this city for 20 years. Me and Michael the Bull. If you were injured in a construction accident, a slip and fall, someone slammed into the back of your car, some dude karate kicked your rearview mirror, or even if you have a lawyer and he's taken way too long with your case, turn to Michael the Bull Lam- La- <laughs> Michael the Bull Lamanzoff to seek punishing justice for you and your family. Go to michaelthebull.com, tell him your story. That's michaelthebull.com, or call him at 212-962-1020. And remember, as I said earlier, if you mess with the bull, you get the horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. I've got CeeLo with me today. Jerry will be back tomorrow for a football Friday. This is my theme song now, Murder Incorporated in New York City. (laughs) Don't get murdered, folks. Come on. Al's got a stick that he keeps inside his Subaru. (laughs) That's right. So tomorrow will be the final edition of Cool Games, yes? For, no. You guys do it for the playoffs? We do. Come on. There's a lot of times there's not cool games in the playoffs. Uh, that first round, there's fine. always a clunker. All right, all right fine. First always round. Always a clunker. All right. Divisional weekend, though. Everyone looks forward to divisional weekend every year. Um, they yes. They do. They do. I actually think we do cool games all the way up through the Super Bowl. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Super Bowl 50. What is it? 58? Is that a cool Not game? Sure. I think it's 50. Is this a cool game, Jerry? Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to get, you know, oh like uh, Niners versus, you know, Browns <laughs> or like the Colts, someone who squeaks in. Yeah. You don't want that. Browns actually would be kind of cool. But yeah, I do. Yeah. Like, I do. I, I, Colts here, Gardner Minshew guy. No? I like Gardner Minshew. Well, I love CJ Stroud for the Texans. Uh, I like the Browns whenever Deshaun Watson's not playing. Which is now. Which I would love to Joe see them make, make a Super Bowl run without Deshaun Watson. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. I've had it with people who break the law, CeeLo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do know what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> Now, you mentioned a lot of pointless NFL games this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the great Adam Schefter of ESPN put out a list of the quarterbacks who were starting little this rundown. week. little rundown. little rundown, and it's just like Sam Darnold for the Niners, 
Blaine Gabbert for the Chiefs. Oh. Jeff Driscoll, whoever that is for the Browns. I mean, they're resting Fla- Joe Flacco. Fly, right, yeah. A couple, he's like six weeks into his, you know, yeah. Browns career. Yeah, take a, a rest. seat. Take a seat. You've earned it. Carson Wentz is playing this oh, week. Oh, Rams, right? Rams, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Easton Stick. Uh, Tyler Huntley. Ru- Tyler Huntley mm-hmm. for the Ravens. Easton Stick, okay. Jared Jarrett Stidham. Well, he was already playing from last week. Who is he on? Broncos. On. He took Broncos. over for Russell Wilson. Oh, right. Yes. Man, what about, like, this is where the NFL should not, this is why you can't get season tickets and pay the NFL. But in many cases, you have to get season tickets. I know. This is, anytime they make you do something, like when cable goes, you got to sign up for a year, that's because they know they don't have a product good enough. <laughs> That you like right. Netflix isn't there yet. Netflix, they get you'll still go. Oh, you want in for the month? Here you hey, go. Sure. Hey, you want in? You want to quit next month? Fine. No problem. At some point, they're gonna go when they start running out of programs. <laughs> you're gonna need to commit to a year. Yeah. And that's what they need do you with to football. Go ahead and come in on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gonna need you to come in on Saturday. <laughs> and that's what the NFL wants you to do with these terrible games when you got uh, resting players sucks. Well, many, 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 many months in advance, and you've got to then if you're doing season tickets, you got to get the preseason games as yeah. well, which nobody uh, yeah. cares about. Total yeah. scam. At least they got rid of one of the preseason games, but they mm-hmm. did right. Mm-hmm. But this, this just seems like not right. Not right. But it's also cool this week because. You only have to focus on a handful of games. Yes. Right? Pretty much. You got yeah. that Dolphin Bills game you got to focus the, on. Well, of course, and of course, they make you wait all day for Sunday night Waiting for that one. all day for Sunday night. Yep. Well, you need that. You do need that in the prime time. Prime time. I know, I know. I'm What's saying. the next biggest game, do you think? Um, I mean, the Colts-Texans game. Yeah. Dep- now, the, if the Jaguars win the division, I think, Automatically goes to Jacksonville, but I do think there are scenarios where that's a winning in for the Jags. Oh, oh. no, right, wild yep. card. Like okay, if, the, so, if the Jags win its division, but Colts Texans is winning in for a wild card berth. Correct. Correct. So that's a cool. That's one. a good one. Yeah. Mm, just pulling up the a scenarios lot of, here. There's a lot with just individual um, teams where the game isn't like a winning in, and if you lose, you're out. You start like head to head. Yeah, no, but like head to head. You've got the That's Eagles cool. and the Cowboys both playing in that late afternoon window. Eagles, Giants, obviously, Cowboys, Commanders. Now Dallas controls their destiny where if they beat Washington, they're in. But at least those games are happening at the same time. Yes. And I think if the Jags and the Steelers win, the Bills have to win to get in. Um, so they could I be believe eliminated. you are correct about that. Correct. They'll either here. win the division so, yeah. as a two seed or. Go home. Or right. you bounced. Bills, yeah. That's they, awesome. Bills clinch a playoff berth with a tie or Steelers loss or Jags loss, right? Or Houston Indy tie. The ties, though. I mean, we haven't had one all year in the league, yeah, so that's just, unlikely. I disregarded that. Exactly. So Eddie is correct. If the Steelers and the Jags both win, then the Bills need to beat the Dolphins. To so get in. The Bills could be out yep. or could be the two seed in the AFC. Unbelievable. How about that? That's awesome. Yeah. That I like about the NFL. Now, this will likely be Saquon Barkley's last game. As a New York Giant, uh, what would you likely say? Likely is strong. Really? I think if you said likely Zach Wilson's last game, or yeah, he's not even going to play, but he's done with it. I don't know that I'd go likely yet. Really? Correct. He seems to think likely. Why do you say that? The way I was reading into his uh, responses, talking about... The one that you put on about the fresh start? Yeah, wanting a fresh start. Yeah, but he also said not necessarily somewhere else, just in that it was oh, a rough year. Oh, a fresh year. start with the Giants? That, that You can't get a fresh start with the Giants? 
Um, That's like me getting a oh, fresh see, start see, with you my only dog. Got, you, here you go. You ready? Yeah. So you put just a portion <laughs> of the quote in. That's correct. Maybe that's all that you saw. Mm. Let me see if I have... I did put this here. Well, you he, ready? I'm going to let you hear okay. the full... It's right. only 12 seconds. Ready? Here you go. Do a fresh start cross my mind. Um, you know, I guess anybody, you know, when you look at the season, the way it, it, it went, I feel like everybody would want a fresh start. Not just saying like somewhere else, but... Just a clean slate. So he kind of covered the team aspect there okay. as well. And he has said and continued to say that he his ideal was to be a New York Giant for life. Yeah, well, look. I, but it's not looking. I, this is not a knock on Saquon Barkley, but that's, I would say, the easy thing for him to say in that it's somewhat out of his hands. Like, the Giants have the tag. So if he says, hey, I want to be here, and they either don't tag him or don't offer him a long-term contract, then it's like, well, they didn't offer me anything, so I've got to go elsewhere. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, he's not going to come out and say, yeah, screw this place. Get me the hell out of (laughs) here, you know? So the Giants do still have the franchise tag at their disposal. It would be more money than it was this year. I think this year it was 10 and change. I I don't know what it's 12. Okay. So, I mean, If you were a betting man, CeeLo, and had to pick on the Giants or not on the Giants. I think on the Giants. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I understand... The running back position is what it is. But I think this is a unique situation in that the Giants don't have a ton of playmakers on their roster right now. So if they're ser- they, you know, if they're looking to be more competitive next year, and whoever's going to be quarterbacking, whether it's help for Daniel Jones, help for a rookie, help for some veteran backup that's going to start until Jones is ready, whatever the case may be, I mean, they need players. And he is the, he is the offense. Right now, and then they said Sterling Shepard. I was reading is also they now that they made it the they whoever's article they. I was reading made it seem like his NFL career is over. He's been through a lot of injuries. Yeah, you credit give him credit that he's come back. I mean, I think multiple ACL tears, Achilles. So I mean, it was a promising career at the start and kind of derailed by injuries, and they kept bringing him back because he's a good. He's a good teammate, good sideline, locker room kind of guy, but I don't know if there's a lot of demand for him elsewhere. Even this year, I mean, he was more more like a coach on the sideline more than a productive on-field player. So I give him credit for coming back again, but I don't I don't really know outside of the same kind of setup with the Giants next year what what his role would be in the league. So I think that's why you're seeing that. And then for the Zach Wilson situation with the Jets, as a betting man, you would bet not on the Jets. Yeah, I would bet not on the Jets. What if Aaron Rodgers wants him and he runs the Jets right now? Um, I mean, I guess it can't be ruled out, but I think it's clear that the Jets, would they after what him- happened this year, they need to go get a <laughs> legitimate backup quarterback beyond what Wilson was offering them. So you'd mm-hmm. be talking about him hanging out as the three. I don't, yeah. I don't see that. Hmm. Forget what Rodgers wants. I don't think, I don't think Zach Wilson would want that. Quite honestly. What if Rodgers went to the Jets and said, mm, he wants to be here and I want him here? Ugh, what a disaster. Well, that's a different conversation, but I, I I would say that is unlikely. This Aaron Rodgers is just dominating the New York sports scene. Yeah, well, that's, you know, when you put all your chips or your, all your eggs in that basket, you got to live with what comes with that, you know? <laughs> accusing people he's talking about seeing ufo i mean this started with the whole ufo seeing no, ufos started, in the it started with a lot of things you had that you had the vaccine stuff you had oh, the yeah. ayahuasca oh, you had the darkness tremendous. retreat i mean you go right down the list <laughs> so great <laughs> and who knows what's ahead this off season i got right? news for you when you don't make the playoffs 
and you go January until you know mini camp in, mini camp. in June. <laughs> there's there's a lot that or I'll say until the off season program starts in like in April if he's even going to take part in that again this year. You know, it's like, like a third of the year you're talking about where he's going to go off and do whatever the hell he does. You know what I was mostly thinking about about that Pat McAfee interview that he did this week mm. is he did it from a looked like a wine cellar, yeah. right? Presumably his wine cellar, right? But he just moved there. He already has a wine cellar full I mean, of wines. It's the house. I don't think he had a house custom built. I believe he bought an existing house, right? Okay, yes, that's correct. So if it had a wine cellar, what do you do? You put wine in there. He's a California guy. So you, you know? think he just was like uh, buying this house? Being bougie like that. It Fill has a wine, wine cellar. Put some wine in there. Let me load it up with wines. Sure. I could see him being that someone who's has a nice wine collection. Um Probably an assortment of liquors, you know. could see him being a scotch guy, whiskey guy, brandy guy, kind of depending on what kind of mood he's in. Sit back with a cigar, have a little drink. He's definitely one of those guys that swirls the wine. Oh, yeah. Smells yeah. it. Spits it. You know, swash it. What's the word? Um, not gargles. Swishes it swishes. in his mouth. Swishes. Sure. And then spits it out. Do you ever? Isn't that uncomfortable, the rare occasion where you get like a bottle of wine at a restaurant and they pour it that little piece for you that little bit so that you would swirl taste, it and, yeah oh. and you have no idea what I mean, you're doing it could take be- a sip oh yeah it's great thank you <laughs> it could yep. taste like gasoline you'd be like this Keep is it coming <laughs> yeah thank you we'll have some more <laughs> i wonder how often someone's like this is no good mm. right send it back it's terrible Get put, me the, another put the one. cork back in that one <laughs> And then do they just bring you another bottle? I guess. I don't know. I've never said no. Yeah. I mean, I've, I could count on one hand the amount of times I've been responsible yes. for that. And right. it was exactly what we just described. Yeah. I like what Could have been tar. Yeah, that's that's good. Thanks. I Take like some a, more of that. <laughs> at a table where Boomer's responsible for that. Yeah, exactly. He takes it seriously. Oh, yeah. Because he knows what he's doing. Yeah. You Eddie, and I you have ever no do that? clue. Eddie loves wine. Oh, yeah, Eddie's, Eddie's a on huge wine guy. Yeah, yeah I, I've done that. You've sent it back? Oh, never sent never it back. Sent it. I would never do that. He's been yeah. responsible for it. Yeah, but You've see, been the responsible he, he guy, would yeah. never do it. Right. I would not, and, and also, even though I like wine, I have no idea what I'm Oh, you don't? About. Okay. All right. I mean, l- listen, I, I buy the $7 bottle at Wegmans, and I enjoy it as, just as much yeah. as a $30 bottle. I agree with you. I do that with sangria. Like, my wife goes to Sam's Club. I'm like, get the member's mark. <laughs> it's like seven, it's like 8 bucks, And I'm like, I oh, can't sangria? tell the difference. Throw a little ice in there. Now, I can go. tell the difference between a $7 bottle and a $30 yeah. bottle. But after that, yeah. when you get into the 100 Yeah, I, and it no, doesn't bother you. It doesn't. But you guys, at least you've gone, you've made your own wines. You've yes. done the grape squashing and all that. Like So you've gotten a little bit of uh, an education on it at some point. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. a little bit. But the... My palate, not sophisticated. I always wonder how people pick, because I'm just a beer drinker, and sometimes when I go to a place, I'll be like, I don't even know what beer to pick. Uh I don't know how you're picking wines when they give you a whole menu of pages and pages of wine. It all comes with an education. And you're supposed to match it with, like, the food you're eating. Yeah, right, right, mm, right. What goes with (laughs) (laughs) Cheez-Its? Not wine, probably. A fine, what's your favorite type of red wine? I it's the uh, what well, I mean the type, but not the brand name. The type. Yeah, I like the Italian wines. The uh, the Chiantis. Mm. Chiantis. That's it. Just San like Giovese, Hannibal Lecter. Montepulciano. Yeah. You're nice. a red wine guy. Red wine oh guy. yeah, white wine gives me a headache. Yeah. Ooh. Full of sugar. Uh, is that right? Yes. I mean, aren't they all kind of because of the yeah. grapes? Yeah, but something with the some have the white more than wine. others. Yeah, something with the white. Well, wine then there's also like you have your like dessert wines, like a Moscato or something yeah. that are sweeter. Not a fan. Mm. 
Not headache. a dessert wine guy. But even you just said a beer guy. I mean, you go to go to these. My wife did that for me one year. I forget if it was for my birthday or whatever. We went and did like a mixology class and learned about all the different types of beers. And I liked it when you go to a restaurant. Any yeah. any restaurant, if I go and they've got uh, beer flights on the menu, I'm You're always in. about that. I like it. me a little taste, a little variety. Try I'm good out. to go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Speaking of that, CeeLo, great friends, great tequila. Casamigos tequila, tequila. brought to you. By those who drink it, make sure you have plenty on hand this weekend. Casamigos Tequila reminds our friends to celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al. Hi. I've got Cielo with me today. Hi. I've got Eddie Scazzeri with me today. Jerry's coming back tomorrow from Ohio State. Columbus. They played tonight uh, that game? No, they played last night. They lost by four. Tight game. Came up a little short. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's unfortunate. Rutgers lost at Ohio State. Seton Hall uh, won at Providence. Mm -hmm. And Fordham had a triple overtime win over George Washington. They do triple overtimes in regular season? Uh, They do as many overtimes as there are no ties in college basketball. Is that right? That is right, yes. I did not know I that. I did not know that. Weird. Wow. I see the Giants are sticking with Tyrod Taylor, a quarterback, this week. No surprise there, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And then I did see that um, uh, News 12 New Jersey on their Twitter feed yesterday, they put out in a story that uh, Tommy DeVito did another signing at a hoagie store. <laughs> uh, might be time to cancel those. I mean, listen, get it while you can. Uh, who knows what next year brings and beyond as far as his NFL career goes. So. I wonder what the lines were like yesterday or two, two days ago, whenever this was, versus previously. A couple when weeks he was ago. Starting. Yeah, yeah, it might be dwindling a little bit. Yeah, I think it's dwindling. That stinks. He just got all those things uh, passing Paisano trade. He was trademarking that's that. Right. That's what I mean. You the know, Tommy Cutlets. Take advantage while you can. But that takes, I think that takes, takes a while. It takes a while. Yeah. yeah. Well, and maybe, by they'll, the time, maybe they'll decide not to ultimately. I don't know. Do you think know. he'll be on the Giants next year? I do. I do. Hmm, so you yeah. think? So you think next year there's a possibility that Tommy DeVito hands the ball off to Saquon Barkley? Uh, possibility. Possibly. Just because he's on the team doesn't necessarily mean he's playing. Right. Well, he could hand it to him in the preseason at some point, I suppose. Though they probably won't play Barkley much. Yeah. I think he's earned himself. I mean, listen, he's going to be in the league somewhere. Um, I would think that he's done enough to hang around for, with the Giants, at least into training camp. Like, you know, the practice squad is so different nowadays. Like it used to just be for like you know, young first and second year players and now it's expanded and you can get veteran players on it sometimes and they, you know, elevate them game day, so on and so forth. So the only thing with him though is he's played enough. There's enough tape out there on him that someone else might want to grab him. But I now would I, I would think at, at minimum he'll I would think get through the off season with it. I don't know what happens next summer, but I think he'll be here. Now I remember when when this when they uh, were decided to go with Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. I believe you and Jerry were hosting that week. Correct. Was the thought then that the Giants were just trying to squash any sort of like the the fun Tommy DeVito talk where they were like, enough of this, let's just throw Tyrod Taylor out there? Um, the only time I mentioned that to Jerry kind of um, vaguely was after they made the decision to bench him at halftime of whatever game, I forget who they were playing, and they went to Tyrod. A day or two later, the Post had quotes from Mr. DeVito, from the dad. Uh Oh, He he went on the record and was just like, I was a little perplexed by that. When I said to Jerry, it was kind of like, 
the Giants can't love DeVito's dad, like going to the going to the post and questioning their personnel <laughs> moves and decisions. Right. No disrespect to Tom Senior, you know. Was like, that the Eagles game? Um, yeah, right on Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, halftime of the Christmas game. Yeah, you're right. And Taylor went in, and you know they they made a bit of a comeback. He hit the long pass to Darius Slayton, but that was like his nut. He hit whatever that was, seventy yards or something like that. So Taylor's final numbers were like kind of misleading because he had the one long pass. But it was enough to he sparked him enough that Dable decided to give him the start last week. Yeah, yeah. I also think the Giants didn't want to go into the off season with people rooting for Tommy DeVito. I guess. What's the downside to that though? Yeah, because because Daniel Jones has zero personality. And but are they even really fixated or focused on Daniel Jones right now? I mean, no, I, think, I mean, but they want. Now we're you all to be. speculating. We don't know what Joe Shane's thinking. Hey, we got to go get a quarterback in the draft, or no, we're good with Jones, or. We're going to go and bring in a veteran free agent. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities right now, but I don't think they're so, like, fixated and tied, which makes – I understand how dumb that sounds. A year ago, it was like, I oh, got to sign Daniel Jones in the long-term contract, and they just paid him all this money. But such a question mark now, Yes, both from a performance and a health standpoint. I don't know. I don't – I don't know. I don't – I don't – I don't think the DeVito thing going into the offseason would have been that big of a deal, but maybe they are. Maybe they were sensitive to that inside the walls over there in East Rutherford. So I asked you, will Saquon Barkley be on the team next year? You said you believe so. DeVito, yes. DeVito, yes. Mm -hmm. Do the Giants draft a quarterback with their first pick? Interesting. Um, They're Mm -hmm. where right now? Fifth or sixth? Mm -hmm. Yeah, fifth or sixth, somewhere in there. I'm going to say no, mm. uh, just because there's so many variables at this point in time that I can't confidently say yes. Yeah, I don't think they will either. Can't rule it out, obviously. Got to go with a big, fat offensive lineman. Let's get a yeah, big, I, fat guy. I, I mean, that's such an area of concern, and I don't, you know, you can throw any quarterback you want in there right now. I mean, that is a that is an area of weakness that they need to address, and it's not to say they haven't tried to address it. It just a lot of the moves and decisions have backfired either from performance or health standpoint. Same can be said for the Jets, by the way, along the offensive line. Tried to fix it and things Both didn't GMs, work out. It's not, you know, they've they've tried and it, it just hasn't overall collectively worked. You know, for the Giants, you can look at Evan Neal. For the Jets, you can look at Mekhi Becton. So, I mean, both teams have young centers that I think they seem uh, high on and feel like maybe they have an answer there, but they have other issues along the line that, that need to be fixed. I feel like center is the worst offensive line position to be. You're responsible for getting that ball to the quarterback every play, and they go in shotgun, and there's guys breathing in your face. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on there. I would say that the blind, usually the left tackle, for a right-handed quarterback, the blind side protector is sort of the one people fixate on. But after that, yeah, I would say center for sure. I don't want to be like the next. I want to be next to the center. Yeah, guard. A guard, yeah. Mm -hmm be a guard you're protected you got the center who's got all the responsibility and you got the tackle out there on the edge who's got to deal with those uh those pass rushers more so yeah it'd be a guard you're protected you're insulated in there (laughs) yeah (laughs) like if i break down my block there's probably other people i could pick it up yeah well you know that's why the the tackles struggle they say i will kick them inside the guard (laughs) can't handle tackle kick them inside there you go yeah yeah so that seems like a good spot if you had to be on the line i saw tyreek hill's house was on fire yesterday yeah Crazy. Yeah. He's um, had a wild year off the field, you know, fathering all these kids. Now the house is on fire. Yeah. He's got his ankle got injury. Got married. Married, right. It's 
been a busy year for him. Very busy. Kind of makes his on-field uh, performance maybe even a little bit more impressive. Yes. Now they said there was uh, no one home at the time, or Thank if there God. was, they they all got out. Yeah. These house fires. Any li- there's so many different things that could catch your house on fire. Mm-hmm. I think about that. Like I live in a condo. Now I've got to count on these, the people living in my building to not set the place on fire. Yeah. Like apartment complexes. Uh, yeah, of course. All it takes is one candle that goes mm-hmm. awry, a cigarette, leave the stove on, right. scooter, scooter, e-bike, something like that. Yeah. You're, uh, you're, you're plugging in your laptop. Charging and ports. <laughs> yeah. tool, anything. Mm-hmm. Batteries. That's why I'm surprised. Like when they go, oh, this um, apartment complex has been up since 1912. Like 1912. No big enough <laughs> fires here since 1912. How does this place not burn to the yeah, ground? Yeah. <laughs> like you're really counting on your neighbors to not burn your building yeah. down. Yeah. By the way, did you guys discuss? I'm sure you did. On what would it have been Tuesday? Yeah. The little uh, earthquake they had in New York in, no. a, in Astoria or Roosevelt Island. No, you know I you heard it. About that? I heard it discussed on uh, Evan and Tiki. Oh, okay. Maybe it was a later in the day situation. Yeah, it was later in the day, okay. and then didn't discuss it. Was it. Live. it was like a one point something. They couldn't figure out. There, there were reports of whatever happened, like uh, rumbling or buildings shaking or something on Roosevelt Island, and FDNY went over there and they couldn't figure out like what the cause was. Really? They deemed everything was all all good, but then later it came out that there was a little quake like three miles below the surface. That was felt in, like the Queens area. I think it, I think Astoria was like the epicenter is not the right word, but that's where it was, and people felt it in Jersey. And I don't know. The earthquakes are weird. Yeah, things that go on below the earth, like the three oceans. miles below the earth. Yeah, surface like three the, miles. Things that go on in the ocean. Yeah, that's where people think the UFOs are hiding in the ocean. Because we can't get down there, Celo. The UFOs are hiding in there. Well, that's where they're. They have home bases in the in the bottom of the ocean. Like the Indian Ocean, very really? deep. Oh, yeah. So they fly and they can be Correct. submerged in water. Yes. Okay. There's that one video of the um, the radar of, I believe it was the Navy pilots, where the things, whoosh, and then whoosh, right into the water. Huh. And then whoosh, out of the water. <laughs> in the water, out of the water, Sila. Mm. This is what these UFOs Hopefully do. Hopefully one day days. we'll get the answer to these questions that we all have. Yes. Or maybe... I, one could argue, hopefully we don't. Cause, That's what Jerry doesn't want the yeah, answers. Right. Jerry thinks if we get the answers on the aliens, it's because they're attacking us. Uh-huh. I think they're helping us. Yeah. Or that they're us in the future. Us which is in why the they're, future. yeah, they're like us, but we've moved on to another planet. That's why we have big heads because we have bigger brains, <laughs> thin, no muscle bodies because we don't use them anymore. So what you're looking at? So if it's is us you. in the future, why are they here? Well, why have they traveled back in time to to, to help re- us to review to help us to get ease to the us, next stage? Yeah, to ease us into the future, <laughs> or to make sure we don't blow ourselves up, which is why they're always over nuclear power plants. They don't wow. want us to blow ourselves up. You've done a deep dive on some of this. I watch a lot of Ancient Aliens on History Channel. Ancient aliens. Ancient aliens. Yeah, this is about the aliens and how they've. We're been here a long time and helped things. They do built the pyramids, all that stuff. Huh? Anything you can't explain, CeeLo? Aliens. You've got time it. for that, but I do. Handling <laughs> your dog—that's where you draw the line. Yeah.
because I need to be researching ancient aliens, uh, the aliens, oceans, murders, murders, yeah. why there's uh, earthquakes in Queens. There's a lot of things. Food I, ingredients. Oh, definitely food ingredients. Mm. Yeah. I got a lot on my plate. A lot, lot on my plate. How do you make time for Gina? Well, she would say I, I don't make enough time. Well, there you go. That's what she would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't commit to the dog. <laughs> He's got the... How long you guys live together now? Gina and I yeah, are yeah. Uh, eight years. Wow. Eight and a half. Good Going on you. nine. Good for you guys. Hey, good for you. Hey, good for you. Hey, good for you. I mean, I know she's busy and has a lot going on. We're very on, busy, Sue. So long. that helps. Obviously, she's not like waiting around for your you know, phone call or text no. or, hey, let's go do something. No, she's definitely not waiting around for that during the week. She gave up on that part <laughs> for you. <laughs> That's why she filled her life with other things <laughs> to keep busy. Yeah. She knows Al won't be available most, you know, 90% of the week. Yeah, I'm not available Monday through Thursday. No, <laughs> Sunday night through Thursday night. Then Friday, I'm tired. Saturday, maybe you get it. me for Then I'm also tired. Then Sunday, I'm like, I got to go to work right. tomorrow. So it's Saturday. Yeah. That's it. One it's out Saturday. of seven. Huh. Yep. Wow. It's quite a life, Sila. God bless her. Let's take a quick break here. I'll do one more story, and then Boomer and Gio will be here. But first, a uh, sports minute. And he's giving here? you another 5% chance. 5% before chance. I foobar this again, let me tell you that it's uh, the Odyssey Sportsman. It is brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on mm. your phone. All right. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Hey, welcome back uh, to the warm-up program. My name is Al. I've got CeeLo today. Boomer and Gio will be here at 6 a.m. I saw Bernie Williams, one of your... Is he one of your favorites, would you say? Oh, of course. From you my love childhood. Bernie Williams. Yeah. Bernie Williams is going to get to play the uh, New York Philharmonic. He's nice. debu- debuting with them on April 24th at Lincoln Center. The multi-talented guy, that Bernie Williams. Do you think he's the only Yankee CeeLo who's played both Lincoln Center and Yankee Stadium? Oh, God. <laughs> you were real proud of that one this morning, weren't you? I think Oscar Gamble played the flute. Is that right? Yeah. I think he was in the Philharmonic. For Not a at years. Uh, Lincoln Center, though. Well, did, I didn't know they played guitar at at the Philharmonic. I, I That's all him. he plays, though. I think. Uh, Bernie correct. Williams. Yes. Do, 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 do. Very good at it. I suppose. Yeah. Do you think he's really good at it, or because he's Bernie Williams, he's pretty good at yeah. it? Yeah. But he's Bernie Williams, so we bring him to the Philharmonic. I think you're onto something there. Really? Yeah. You said you didn't say he's average. You said pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. He's not average. No. He's good, but is Pretty he? Pretty good. Would he be in the Philharmonic as a, a guy you a never heard of? A regular person. Regular person. Or as you said to me yesterday, someone like you. <laughs> <laughs> regular people like you having babies. Yeah, right. Uh, probably not. Probably not, right. That I seems like a lot of pressure to be in the his Philharmonic. His brand, his image helps his case there. That's why I'm even impressed Like when kids are in the the band, like in high school or even younger. Yeah, I passed when I got to high school. Yeah, and there's like a, a, it's a whole bunch of people playing, and you got to play at the same time. Mm-hmm. You can't screw up any of the notes. Cause you got how about all... when you're in the band, and it's your solo, and you got to stand up oh! amongst the whole band, yeah. and it's just you? How about that one? <laughs> I don't know how, how... Like you're sitting there hiding amongst the masses with your saxophone and all of yeah. a sudden you're on. You got to stand up and play. And a lot of the people, like the kids in the in that type of band, not like kids who want to be in a rock band, yeah, yeah. they're introverts. Yeah. Right? They probably have some social anxiety. Right. They, they don't want to 
stand up and be, I guess you could say no to that. They go, uh, Christopher, we would love you to do the sax solo in right. the spring, the spring, whatever you would call it. I'll pass. You ever, <laughs> <laughs> you ever we need a volunteer. Did you ever see that movie Whiplash? No. Oh, man. That is a good <laughs> one. Me. What year are we talking? Uh... I was paid probably eight years ago now. It's huh. it about the the kid who's in the uh, who's a drummer in a sort of band situation, and the the guy who I'm really doing a terrible job at yeah, explaining. You are. The the guy who is the, oh, wait, maybe the drum I did master see that. Hold is on, like a hold on. Oh yeah, J.K. Simmons and yeah. um and Miles Teller. Oh, yes, I did see that. That's a tremendous. I did see movie. that. It was an excellent movie. I yeah, like both those movie. guys. Yes, yes. He's so intense. That guy. Yes, he played a perfect. He was awesome. And that was like teacher. early Miles Teller, I feel like. Yes. Yeah. I, I didn't, didn't even know that. who he was. It was very good. Right. Right. Is he friends with Aaron Rodgers? Uh, they were at the Taylor Swift yeah, concert I think they together, hang out together. They? Yeah. There you go. Miles Teller. As we bring it full circle Full here. circle. That's what I'm talking about. The yeah. Wasn't was he the guy in Top Gun? WFAN-FM HD1 New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.